See on the big screen. Say what? Oh, big screen. Yeah. yeah. All right, this is John. And this is Sean. And this is Movie Night with Sean and John. (laughs) Check, check. Movie Night. This is John. And this is... (laughs) What do you got? A little Miller High Life? I'm living the high life tonight, yeah. The champagne of beers. Busting out the champagne for the most depressing movie of the year, possibly. (laughs) (laughs) So tonight we're talking about The Devil All the Time. Netflix, this is a Netflix original. Yeah. Netflix exclusive, I guess. They don't even send them out in theaters anymore, especially right now. I know with some of the dramas, they had submitted them before. They would do them for like a couple weeks just so they could get like um, nominated, right? I guess that's probably not even necessary this year. Are they going to have Oscars this year? I mean, they just had the Emmys. Yeah. Well, I guess they are. Is, but, no, because I've TV. seen people, some people kind of talking about nominees and stuff. Like who potential Damn. nominees might be. Well, there was like 10 movies that came out. Sorry. <laughs> 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 Pete Ooh, Davidson shortlist. got best shortlist. actor <laughs> for King of Staten Island. <laughs> In some cases, like, there's only enough nominees to actually support, like, the amount of nominees that they require for, like, the, there's, like, eight. There's, like, we have, we have all eight. For animated films, there was one. Yeah. And it won. Well, you know, something else we, we didn't get a chance to talk about is, did you see the Oscar rules have been updated for uh, inclusion for, like, different uh, backgrounds, like, race, uh, women? Like, did you see that? Uh-uh. You uh-uh. didn't see that. So now the Oscars have updated their their um, requirements that you should have. And it was, like, actually so doable. It was, like, totally doable. It was, like, in one of these three categories, you have to have someone like a woman or a black person or, you know, a person of a different background in a position like an editor or, like, one of the main characters or, yeah. you know, it had all these different options of ways that you could accommodate these requirements. But, um, yeah, I was curious what you thought about it. But you should check it out. Just look into it a little bit. It seems like it was totally doable. Some people were kind of throwing a fit about it and saying it was going to kill creativity. And it's like, dude, this is really kind of the bare minimum. It's like if you can't cross off a couple of these, like, yeah, what, I mean. I mean, it's, yeah, it's 2020. It you got to have some like different people hard, uh, back there. And it's not even it's, it was it wasn't like on screen and behind the lens and you know editor it was like one of these possible you know kind of combinations of things you needed to do but no, it seemed reasonable. I haven't really uh, been staying current with movie <laughs> news because there hadn't been much going on, so I've been kind of well, phased also, out a little. The world has seemingly is seemingly ending. Yeah, I'm presently just, I'm phasing out of all newses. Yeah, just I'm right there with you. I, I I've actually been staying up to date and, and kind of staying engaged, but it feels um, really taxing sometimes. You kind of need to give yourself a little breather. Yeah, so yeah, that's crazy. But you did say there's a new Drake album coming out, so maybe soon. Uh, I mean, uh, apparently, yeah, soon as 2020 could end saying. on a high note. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know yet. We're holding out up. <laughs> um, Save us, Drake. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Devil All the Time. Uh, this cast is deep. What yeah. did you think of this movie? Just your gut, kind of. Did you like it? Did you not like it? What do you think? Uh, that man, the title of it reminds me of that Misfits song so much. Um, I just like think of it instantly. 
Um, evil all the time. Is that it's what? just evil. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> dude. The casting in this movie was awesome. Like yeah. Tom Holland. Uh, I I had only seen him in like Avengers, and um, I saw the last Spider Man. That was pretty good. But yeah. like, I only see him as that role. This is like a more serious. Oh uh, yeah, he was locked him. in. Him, he did a great job, Robert uh, Pattinson. I love Robert Pattinson. Like he's he's just been doing like super solid. Skarsgård, Bill Skarsgård. Yeah, he, was, he uh, really he, he really Pennywise obviously, but he's been in a bunch of stuff. And then there was some supporting cast that I recognized. The whole supporting cast was really strong. Jason Clark played one of the murderers. Yeah, he was John Connor in uh, Terminator Dark Fate. <laughs> no, the um, other one. Uh, Haley Bennett is oh, uh, from that film about swallowing like metal items yeah. and pens and things like I that. I don't remember what that one's called. I know what you're talking about. Sharper. It was like a one word kind yeah, of deal. That might it was be really it. good. No, it, it wasn't that exactly, but it was something it was like something, that. Yeah. Uh, Harry Melling, he was in the last Coen Brothers with their Netflix exclusive, Buster Scruggs or whatever. Yeah. He was in that. He played the armless, legless uh, actor in the, you know, the rolling, like, theater or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, this cast is, is crazy, really. Uh, his grandpa in the movie, I think that's, he was, like, a regular on American Horror Story. I can't remember his name. Um, Look at this. Jake Gyllenhaal was the producer, or one of the producers. Nice. That's pretty cool. I didn't Yeah. Know. Wasn't expecting that. So, Antonio Campos. Well, let's see what else this guy's directed. Because I actually, so my gut reaction, I liked the movie. I've seen it a couple times now, um, but I liked it. I feel like the critics were a little bit tough on this. It looks like it's got sixty-five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Sixty-five might be a little bit harsh. I think so. But uh, a little bit, at least a little bit. Yeah, I mean, give me three point five. Give me seventy percent. It's some like heavy stuff, and I yeah. could see maybe just like that. This movie being released right now, like there's already it's already like a kind of crazy time. time with like people the are virus maybe just and everything. exhausted. Yeah, yeah, and I could see some people like really like not wanting to watch this. And it's about some Bible thumping craziness and yeah, and well, serial murderers. And like, it's a little it, yeah, it's heavy on the. Uh, <laughs> it's heavy on the, <laughs> it is. the subject matter. <laughs> and like like we were talking about earlier, you were asking like what I've been watching, but I I mean, I've just been watching like the dumbest shit ever. Kind of turn like, your brain off stuff. Yeah, like I kind of need that right now. And I liked this movie. Um, you know, I've been I've been trying to watch some more current stuff. I've been to the movies a couple of times, but um it's a yeah. little it's a little heavy. Yeah, I could see that. So, it looks like this guy's done a whole bunch of stuff. I can't say that I've seen any of it? Christine? That sounds really familiar. Is that a remake of the um, John Carpenter movie? This is like 2016. A Stephen, Stephen King story? I mean, he's done a whole bunch of stuff. Oh, okay. But I, personally, I liked this one. I feel like what I liked about it, I think the acting was really strong. I yes, think yes. the um, the direction and the cinematography reminded me a little bit of other movies, but not in a way that ever felt like super derivative. It felt like a lot of different stuff, not just like, oh, this looks like a Scorsese ripoff. It was like there were parts of it like we were both saying kind of reminded us of that. But then there was also stuff that kind of reminded me of something like No Country or uh, yeah. or The Place Beyond the Pines, I was saying, because it's kind of generational and mm-hmm. how the story doesn't necessarily even focus too much on one person. It's like the full ensemble of the cast, you know? Well, and it kind of takes you until, like, really, like, half the movie to even, like, kind of figure out who the protagonist is. Like, who am I rooting for? Because this (laughs) is, like, kind of a... 
everyone's um, just being introduced. It's right. It kind of rolls out to me. It reminds me of almost like a play or something. Like I could see it because there's a narrator and it's kind of introducing this big ensemble. It's kind of more focused on the ensemble than it is like a character study on any one mm-hmm. person or whatever. But all those like setups really pay off in the end. Like everything that's introduced. Like I think you said it early on in the movie. Like everything that's introduced comes back around at the end and it's all paid off yeah so it's yeah. not it's not like it has a nice you know, little bow on it at the end it's like yeah it's not needless exposition or right. setup or you know um, it's actually the, the pacing is a little deliberate i think that's because it's kind of set in a southern tone and so there's pauses between things or maybe the characters aren't speaking super it's not like a gilmore girls episode where it's like they're finishing each other's <laughs> sentence, you know what i mean it's like kind of more deliberate in the pacing but i do feel that yeah in the end it all came together in a in a way that I thought was interesting, and, and having even seen it a couple of times, I, I still think is pretty good. It's like that southern drawl. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> takes its I, time I like a that little for bit. Some um, Man, and I, I really liked that because we didn't confirm it. I'm pretty sure that uh, Tom, what's his name, is, is. We know Robert Pattinson is. I think Tom Holland is British. I think that we think we that confirm? they're we think we that confirm? they're probably from the UK is but their southern accents were like Tom spot Holland on british yeah no i thought everyone did a great job the acting in this movie is the best part of it i think yeah for sure i think the writing of the narrator's portion is really solid too i think yeah. the narrator uh, narrator does a really good job um of kind of pushing the story along in a way and the music too helps to break up some of the violence and kind of heaviness of everything because they chose great pop songs of that kind of the time period yeah and that kind of it helped to break up some of the you know the delusions in your mind and in your heart (laughs) like the movie's kind of laying it on so thick you know that when it comes in it's like you know, it's like it sounds like this old uh, Ronette song or something. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, this is it's like, like this pre-rock and roll kind of like country, like fifties. Yeah, right. I guess that would be like the bridge between yeah, fifties, sixties kind of like, like pop pop yeah, music of yeah. that time. He is English. Oh, we have Knew confirmed it. that Robert Patters- Pattinson <laughs> is English. No, no, Tom Holland. Tom okay. Holland. Okay, they're we both knew- they're both English <laughs> <Yeah>. lads. <laughs> <laughs> fancy English lads. Yeah, so... But they did well, and, like, sometimes... Man, sometimes you can watch a movie just because we're from the South. I feel like I don't really have an accent, but I yeah. probably do. Yeah, we Compared to do. other people. Yeah. Um, but that sticks out to me big in movies when they're, like, in Alabama or something. It doesn't like, well, sound y'all right. out yeah. here. Yeah. And they song sound like Foghorn Leghorn or something. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. this movie, like did it just enough to where it's like really entertaining but yeah. it's not like stupid yeah it's not like a Harold and Kumar the actors were acting they did a they did a great job but but yeah their the accents were definitely uh laying it on a little bit thick but I think in a totally reasonable way really because yeah, that's what I mean. those characters exist somewhere you know like those I could see like just having grown up in the south my grandfather was a preacher you know like the wardrobe and stuff for that time period the, <laughs> the rings and, shirts yeah and, and like stuff. bracelets and he looks so kind of like done up but like homely at the same time you know like obviously not really having money but kind of this illusion of, of yeah. you know what i mean it's like well then that kind of plays on the theme of the movie let's too let's set this one up so how would you even do that I could try to do it if you want. Um, yeah, I think you set it up pretty good earlier before we watched it. So it's kind of a generational story. 
Tom Holland becomes the kind of protagonist, if there is one, but it follows Willard, who's played by Bill Skarsgård, who mm-hmm. basically, he went to war, uh, World War II, he's like completely damaged, he has all kinds of baggage, he's seen some horrific shit, he comes back, falls in love with a girl, and basically the story takes place between his hometown of this little coal town in West Virginia, right. and then this other town in Ohio called Knockamstiff. So he's born in uh, this coal town, but he meets his eventual wife, which is kind of like what sets off this whole chain of events. Right, at a He diner. meets her at a diner in this town in Ohio. So the whole movie kind of, maybe there's like eight to ten kind of ensemble big characters, and the whole story kind of takes place across this stretch of highway, either in that town, like Knockamstiff, or the coal town, or right. like on the highway between those two towns. And then it kind of introduces all these characters who met or were linked because of the circumstances of this one day. But it doesn't do that in a way that feels super gratuitous or like over the top. It felt like it did it in kind of a delicate way where it was almost like you could appreciate that part of it. But you could also just watch it and appreciate the wildness of the story, you know, because... It, it follows these two serial killers who also happen to be at that same diner that day. At the exact same time. I don't time. think anything is really being given away here. It's like, uh, but it follows these serial killers. They're murdering people on this stretch of highway, and then these two families are kind of orbiting each other. Right, and then some that's, of the characters kind of cross paths. And, right, with different ones. So That's the gist of it, yeah? Yeah, I think so. And this kind of movie's been done before, but I feel like the way that this one was pulled off was, like, a little bit more subdued. Like, we talked about, like, Crash earlier. Yeah, Crash is over the top as fuck. Right, or... or, Which is cool for that kind of thing. They did it really well, but this is a little bit more... um, A little bit more of that southern draw. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not a Christopher Nolan movie either. We weren't, like, having to guess, like, where we were, what time period or whatever. Can they breathe... In reverse, reverse. Right. Uh, <laughs> just because just we did Tenet last time and, you know, we've all seen Memento and stuff. You know, this movie could have been a lot more confusing, but I think it's pretty... It's actually sh- pretty straightforward. Yeah. Given that you're kind of jumping... Cause it's non-linear. It is very much like a novel. And I'm not surprised <laughs> that it's adapted from a book because it introduces a character and kind of meeting another character and then it's like all right let's go back seven years and give the backstory of this person okay now we're up to date here we go and it you know it is almost like a chapter like a a chapter of a book would like tell you you know the past and then the next chapter is like all right now here we are back in the present here and the narrator is kind of holding our hand through it and being like this isn't as confusing as maybe it might the edit might otherwise make it appear he's kind of like ushering the next thread along and there are a lot of threads but i think in the end it ties up he, he did a good job i think so i think so for sure and what uh, was your least favorite bits of it what was the parts of it or was it just overall that it could have been executed better what do you think um honestly i think maybe maybe the pacing a little because i feel like all the pieces need to be there for the story to like yeah make sense the narration did help like push it along um i mean maybe it's just the way that it's written in the book i don't know but it did sink because the movie is almost two and a half hours it's a little over two hours yeah I think, but it, at I times, think it's probably 215 at times it, it kind of felt like that it was like yeah i'm watching a little bit of a longer movie um, two eighteen, yeah. That's it's it's it could have been right two, under could have been two hours. hours. Yeah, it could have been two hours. But 
I feel like some of that added to um to like the tone of the movie, you know? Yeah. Like where, no, it did. It we're did. in a slower the time pause. period. We're in yeah. the fifties. We're in a small t- small country town. Yeah. These people are not rushing to do anything. You know, this is like what happened, and it's like really brutal, heavy stuff at times. Yeah. And like the subject matter is um, definitely like thought provoking in a lot yeah. of ways. So I feel like it's and it's very uncomfortable a lot of times. The, yeah, the and it conversation keeps, that it's kind it of keeps forcing. you in that that like uncomfortability. Yeah, kind of lingers in in that for a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I, I did enjoy it. There was yeah. a lot of homages. I felt like there was, um, some parts that reminded me of no country for old men. There were yeah. some parts that reminded me of Goodfellas or, yeah. um, even like, Oh brother, where art thou or something like that where it's, you know, like a l- it didn't have a truly original voice. Maybe it wasn't like the most, um, one of a kind kind of a movie. So it's not like elevated to the status of like a five star picture to me or something, but it was good and I think it was effective. I could see other things in it, but it never felt like, oh, this is like a rip off of this or whatever. But I feel like it was definitely better than it is bad. But yeah, I could see why. I could see the it being a little bit long for sure. I yeah. think they could trim off eighteen minutes like easy. Are you surprised that it's not higher up in the Netflix top ten right now? Because I think it's I think number it's, ten. Is it? Yeah, but that makes for, sense. It to was me. number one when it debuted. I mean, it it went yeah, right to the. Top. I guess it's been out a few weeks. Maybe like a week or two. September sixteenth. Okay. So no, only a week. But I mean, dude, it's Netflix. People's attention spans are like, they're putting out new, whole new shows. Like you know. And I've never heard of them and never watch them. And <laughs> well, a, a, a lot of people on. are apparently watching Ratchet right now. Oh, man. Can we talk about that for like five seconds? Yeah, five seconds. Five seconds. Let's do it. Okay. Real quick. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is one of the greatest yeah. cinematic achievements Top ever. Five. I just watched it maybe not even six months ago. Yeah. Holds up completely. Yeah, it's perfect. It hits every like string emotionally. Yep. To have the producers or creators mm. or whatever of American mm. Horror Story take like one character and just like I- inject that character into their format of, yeah. of like kind of uh, hyper stylized. It's like a formula that they've. Put yeah, together. I'm like, this doesn't add anything to the Nurse Ratchet character. No. First of all, she's not the most interesting character that's in there. Second of all, like, does she need to be like a maniacal like? Person she's more maniacal, with, like murder. Or something? <laughs> she's like, actually more maniacal in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, right? Because she's so stern and stoic yeah. and like stuck to her convictions. It's her. It's her um, total lack of awareness or seeming like she doesn't seem to truly care about the other people that she's right. interacting with in this movie it was more malicious it was like there's or 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 maybe there's something more malicious about not even acknowledging like another person's feelings than it is to like try to torment a person or whatever mm-hmm. you know what i mean there was something more evil about how uh she's portrayed in the film and then the, the show just kind of goofed it up it was like okay i see there's a bunch of bright colors and like really impactful kind of visual um like the the photography, the way that it was all framed, it looks very much like all the other stuff that those guys have done. Yeah, you know, like it looked like, like American any, Horror Story. Any season of yeah, and, yeah, and and even just using the same cast. I mean, right? It's the same uh, principal actress. I think so. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like in all their stuff. Mm. So I don't know. I, it seemed like a like a like, like a uh, cheap 
kind of yeah it's like you've heard of character <laughs> now they have show and it's, it's like you could have done that with anyone yeah that's awesome and like why why pick that character yeah. like what was the and and i don't know to me like the nurse ratchet character yeah there's something better there than that i mean she is a profound <laughs> character in that film like she's so awful you know it's like man you could have yeah i'm sure you could have done something i don't know that i would want to watch a show about fucking nurse i thought it was a movie yeah i made it halfway through the one episode and i was like there's no fucking way that i'm gonna sit through 10 hours of this i know she's a bad person i remember the scene The first episode was not good i tried to watch the first episode and it was about halfway through i was like i can't tell if this is like good at all and then like (laughs) about 15 minutes after that i was like danny i think this is just like really bad I've decided just, it's yeah. not. Well, I mean, it looks so good. It looks so high budget. No, it is. That like, when you see that's, something that's like that. the best thing about that show is, like, they do have, like, a really high budget. They have a good cast. Yeah. But, like, when sometimes that's When you see something all... that's that high end, though, like, you can tell that it's a lot of money has been invested in it. Mm-hmm. It's almost harder to, you know, I'll give it 30 minutes, 45 minutes, and then I'm like, oh, God, this is just awful. <laughs> you know? But at first, it's like, is it bad? Is it, is it you know, does it feel more superficial than it is like substance or is it just actually like really like not good yeah I mean, but this, that one it, it didn't seem to be very good the scene in one flew over the cuckoo's nest where jack nicholson's character uh mcmurphy is that his name yeah McMurphy. he brings those girls in and brad duriff uh, like you know spends the night with a girl the next morning she comes in she's she all just dehumanized she's him. like do i need to call your mother and she already knows he's like a, a psychotic she, she person. says you should be ashamed or, or are you ashamed and he's like no yeah and she's like you should be and then like only when he kind of becomes conscious of how his mom's gonna yeah he respond. starts stuttering yeah. and he starts kind withdrawing of, back into himself right and you can tell everything about her character just from That's that point so you evil, should yeah. know as like a person in charge of like these people that have mental That's way more evil right right you shouldn't be like playing on no. that to try yeah. to be it's so manipulative character. and fucked up and and she has this opportunity to actually like get this guy out of here and mm-hmm. like he could go on to just be a totally regular ass person he's pr- yeah. he's basically proven that like He's just a, another guy, you know. I mean, it, that's like kind of McMurphy's point the whole time. He's like, dude, some of y'all are just like, you sh- you could just be out, you know, doing whatever you want. He's like, you're not crazier than anybody else, but she's treating him like he's some kind of like, like he's the craziest. Yeah, because he, f- he had sex with some uh, girl <laughs> the night before or whatever. Needless to say, I don't need to watch ten episodes <laughs> of, of a Ratchet. hour-long show. To number one, tell on me Netflix that she's right now a bad person. Yeah, and that's number one. Is it that? Yeah, is it just that we're not interested in maybe the same things as some people who? uh, Maybe it's the streaming format kind of lends itself to binge watching shows, and so Mm. shows are maybe more on top of that algorithm than something like this, which is kind of. I mean, one week, one week later, it's like in the. It's still in the top ten, but it's at the bottom half of that. I man, see, because I know some people that I work with that just like love shows, and if you're like, "Hey, what'd you do this weekend?" Like, "Oh, I watched a whole season of whatever." Yeah. I'll do and that too. I can't even lie, but I love movies uh, like, even more. For me, I, I like the movie being like this. Felt long; it was two and a half hours, but I got <laughs> everything that I needed from these characters. I never yeah. need to revisit this with them having their you Tom have Holland this issue with like because I've even asked you about something like Sopranos or something, and you're like, dude, that's like fifty hours. That's like sixty <laughs> hours. And when when you think about it that way, it is like I mean, it's like oh shit, that's true. Like I've watched that show like six times. Dude. I'm gonna uh, one day I will watch Sopranos, but it is an investment. You're right that. Like, like maybe the movie format 
I think I do like it better too, just that it is kind of a <laughs> one and done deal. Yeah. And if you wanted to rewatch it, or maybe if it has more merit or or some reason to kind of watch it over and over, then it makes sense, you know? But I it's not I just have a, like... that big of a com- commitment, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm still only on season three of X-Files, and I've been watching it for oh, like yeah. a year. Like a, X-Files like one just a week goes or on something. and on, yeah. too. It's, it's deep. But yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> We've strayed so far from the past. Take that and rewind. The it Devil back. All the Time by Antonio Campos. Well, um, no, I actually. So overall, I think this movie was good. I don't. I don't know that it got, got all the way to great. I think the acting was great. Yeah, there the, were aspects of it that were really great. I think the writing was great, but I. I and I think overall, the photography, the director, like the director, did a very good job. I think. What prevents it from maybe getting to four stars for me is that, yeah, maybe it does, it could definitely trim a little bit of fat there on the edit. And then it is a little bit heavy, and I could see how for uh, a casual moviegoer or whatever, it might not be like my top recommendation. But I would yeah. say check it out if you if you can deal with violence and heavy kind of thought-provoking religious uh, stuff, you know, that questioning might, uh, your f- faith or the idea of faith or whatever, like, then this may be for you. If not, <laughs> you know, it's probably not for everyone, but yeah. I think like, I think it's a good 3.5. I, I think that would be fair. Like 3.5. I think it's a good solid 3.5. Alone, Cause like some of those scenes with Robert Pattinson when they're in the church, man, in your mind, in your heart. And he he just looks like such a piece of shit too. Like kind of has, has a, a vein belly popping out of his head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And no, dude. He he turns out to be such a creep, and the way that he interacts with people, just in kind of casually being, kind of like cruel or like oh yeah, uh, even it's just kind of creepy with people. Obviously, but. I really like that introductory uh, scene with him, where like um, Tom Holland's like grandma goes to the church they're going to meet the preacher for the first time and she brings a dish and he just like oh my totally God. shits on her berate yeah like berates, berates her. her in front of like the whole congregation yeah which is only like 25 people so everyone knows who he's talking about right it's he's a like super some of y'all brought town. red meat you brought white meat and he's like well some of y'all are so poor you can't even bring nothing but the organs he's so- like i'm gonna eat the <laughs> organs to sacrifice myself because i follow in the in you know in the blood in the of, word jesus of jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah it's just like so there's a lot of that. She's just crying in the back. <laughs> it's like the slow zoom to her face, and she's just like weeping. But then there's stuff like the dialogue in the car with, between her and Tom Holland. She's like, I could just crawl right under the table. And it's so like having grown up in in, in the South, Like I, I feel like a lot of that was felt pretty spot on. Yeah, you know? pretty like, genuine. It felt, yeah, it felt the acting, the performances were all there. I might even say 3.75 if we did – uh, quarter stars. I think. I think three point five, yeah. three point seven five. I've seen this a couple times and I enjoyed it. So yeah, I'm gonna say three point seven five. I would see it. Uh, maybe not if you're into not into like. Uh, I mean, if violence is something you're not okay with seeing on screen, kind of repetitively, this is not for you. Yeah, I I would give it a very similar rating. I think three point five is actually pretty pretty safe because if I think you like stuff like No Country. Or yeah. Place Beyond the Pines, or kind of thought-provoking, um, maybe like darker subject matter. Yeah, too. dark. Yeah, because a lot of it, 
Zodiac. It kind of reminds me of a lot of stuff. Yeah, uh, some of that did feel kind of like that. And I feel like the way you and the I, you and I, maybe gravitate more towards like the headier, like more yeah. visceral, like I would almost say ultra violent stuff. Um, so my I my palate is maybe better suited towards that. But I think if you're just like a casual movie goer and you want to see something in the south because you watch sweet home alabama with <laughs> yeah. reese witherspoon like this it's might not it yeah you might forrest not like gump this. is still there you can still yeah there you go you forrest, <laughs> forrest gump's a good alternative in. yeah that one's a story about someone's life too yeah some vietnam in there there's not as much uh murder <laughs> well this has a backdrop of war the whole time too and i feel like i don't want to do any spoilers for this because I feel like the story is the best part like as far as there's a narrative there that they really do weave together pretty well yeah and I don't want to give any of that away but I think that the themes of the movie were very well executed like there's a backdrop of America's kind of conquest in these different places and right. wars it starts in Japan and right he's violent by nature his family was violent so there's a lot of uh there's a lot of yeah different thought provoking stuff in there there's obviously stuff about the church but then war and also like how maybe he's naturally kind of predispositioned toward like madness or violence or something well yeah and i think to uh, i mean i think everybody can admit that americans have like this undertone of like yeah right craziness like a more violent nature yeah um so that's definitely which is fucked and i think (laughs) i think we're we're kind of at the last gasp right now is what it feels like, man. I don't even know. It's... That, for me, movies are like kind of what's keeping me uh, afloat. Like, yeah. So, yeah, man, because seriously, because it's, it's bad out there, you know? So if I can, you know, sit and turn my – and this – actually, you have to turn your brain on, but I get to turn my brain off from what's – I get to distract myself for a couple hours yeah. from the craziness. And at least in this uh, reality within the confines of the movie, you know, there kind of gets wrapped up at the end (laughs) and there's some sort of justice and then it's over. So, yeah, I mean, that is there. (laughs) (laughs) I would say check it out. It's a Netflix. It's a streaming. It's a free Yeah, it's free. Just watch it. It's on everybody in the world has a Netflix account, right? Yeah. I I don't know a single person that doesn't have access to Netflix. We're American, though, so we we definitely got that. Yeah. Okay. But everyone we know definitely Some, has somehow. Netflix. Yeah. Find your way to Netflix. Watch the number ten uh, streaming movie <laughs> out right now. Bottom bottom of the list, it's still there. Hey, still but it, there 10. there are some really good performances, and I think they're pretty memorable. No, too. this is strong to quite strong. I would say it doesn't quite get to quite strong for me, but I'd say three point seven five. What did you What did you say? I think three point five. That's good. I think, I think that's where I'm ending up. Well, y'all get out there, go to the movies. This is John. And this is John. <laughs> and this is movie night. With John. <laughs>